Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into Old School. Happy Friday, everybody. It's Ticket Grill Off Day here at 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nice. Shout out to Jeremy out there throwing it down. Man. Throwing it down. Throw it down, Jeremy. I just spent the entire <laughs> I just spent the entire uh, spillover out there with him talking, smoking, grilling. He's giving me tips on how to how to use my smoker and what to throw on there. Giving me a couple couple uh, recipes for some things. He said something. It was it was some type of some type of like barbecue log. I don't remember exactly what he said. And he was explaining it to me, and I'm actually upset that he didn't do it. Uh, very time consuming. A lot of stuff in it, but it sounded delicious. Uh, Kip, again, shout out and thanks to Canopy Street Market for hooking us up with all the goodies to go on the grill. And I mean to tell you, folks are going to leave here today with just full bellies and smiles. Oh, so good. Oh, uh, just the smell. Like Jay was, lingering. I stood in the smoke. Yeah, like, like look, I, I smell I, great. I, uh. <laughs> well, Jay was out there, and 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 he was standing downstream from it yeah. or upstream from it, and I just jumped in the middle of it. I just walked yeah, right I, in the middle. I, of I it. was yeah. getting on the back end of it, trying to hide out, but I uh, hopped right in the smoke. Yeah, I smell, smelling it. Right, I smell amazing. <laughs> you guys can get in touch with us four zero two four six four five six eight five Honda Lincoln Hotline Starter Haven Tech Sign. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, you can see our beautiful faces while we talk about whatever we're going to talk about today. And, hey, if you got yourself a grill, if you want to join the, the grill off, got time. come on down. Come join us. Come on down. 330 North 48th Street. Join us in the parking lot. Come on down. What we should do is have uh, have Mark stream into StreamYard from, from the grill. From the grill. Just, just <laughs> on the grill. Yeah. Hey. Like, with like, the smoke covering. I'm coming, I'm coming live from the grill. Like just, <laughs> just to have Mark take the video stream and just take pictures like a video of what's going in, right. in and off the grill. Mm-hmm. I think that should be done. We should do that. We should Mark's here. Yeah. Just yell at him. Yeah. Well, I have he, a burger just sitting back here. So you guys are talking to me. Just plain burger. What'd you get? Just, what, a, plain, just, just a plain next, burger. What's just, next to it? Uh, a jalapeno popper, bacon wrapped jalapeno popper with cream cheese, shredded cheese. And he said that there was a shrimp in it. Okay. Some of them, he said he didn't know which. I think he said two of them had some of the he has a jalapeno popper burger and he put some of the excess into two of the jalapeno poppers so i don't know if this is one of them yeah. but there's two of them out there it looks amazing i haven't taken I a bite like yet you right now why I t- you- don't worry i told him we're gonna be out there during the breaks so oh, no, don't worry i'll lo- look hey i'll load up the breaks we're gonna eat you don't have all to worry day. about you don't have to worry about that we're gonna we're eat gonna have all to have day a little bit of shorter segments because our breaks are gonna be long we're gonna eat all day i hooked him up he's got his uh he's got his shirt on he's got his uh ticket shirt uh we're gonna hook him up because he's doing the real real so uh bravo to that it uh <laughs> Yeah, Eric says he needs to see the meat. Uh, what okay, time is on. lunch? L- lunchtime is whenever you get here. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's y'all eight, need to come make friends eight, with Eric. It's eight thirty. It's eight thirty p.m. somewhere, right? Yeah, y'all need to make. Me, yeah, put it on the. Real quick, let me. So yeah. this this right here, it's a let's, look. I got, it's a big bun. It's a delicious looking burger. But really, what you want to see is this this bad boy right here, this little jalapeno popper right there. Let me get that in the camera. There you go. Oh, we got to send Mark to get. Cheese. Look at that. He Bacon wrapped jalapeno, cream cheese, shredded cheese, and I think there's a shrimp in there. Do we have ketchup and mustard? Do we need to? Go uh, I think we need to get some. Go, I don't we think we have any. Yeah, I think right. we need to go to Red Walmart. Yeah, we we can do that. We'll we'll, we'll add to the flavor. Okay, now I'm gonna take myself off the stream stream so I can eat. Yeah, go ahead and eat, man. It, it's there. It's there. So Jay, we we it it, it popped up during spillover, and I, I'll I'll go into it. That there are. How how would you how would we break this down? That there are is it is it fair to say that there are two elite coaches in college football? I mean, one you can but just there's kinda, Nick Saban and everybody it's all, else. It's all in the eyes of the beholder. So, so for you, like Saban is everybody's coach's draft number one pick, right? So sure. you have a program, you can get Nick Saban, you get Nick Saban. Yeah, because well, it's easier to pick Nick Saban because even though his book isn't written. You could end his book right now, and you could sell his. Yep. He'd be a number one seller, so that's an easy choice. You yep. got other coaches that, um, in like five or ten years, that list would look a lot different. So then they would be somebody that you would be picking because, in comparison to say, if Nick Saban's still coaching, he's a little bit older. So then you'd be like, okay, we'll we'll go with the up and coming. So uh, you know, as of right now, of course, he's the he's the guy. Um, Alabama's the program that you kind of measure yourself against, and um, so forth and and so on. There's got, but there's it's it's there's only one national champion a year, and Nick Saban has had, you know, great success in what seven titles or whatever mm-hmm. he's had, mm-hmm. um, and been in the hunt every single year. And so, you know, everybody else, you can't say that they're not program builders or quote unquote elite or very good or or on the cusp of being elite because of the run that Alabama's been on. It's no different than the Patriots. The Patriots has been so good. And then you kind of like, for instance, an elite coach in my mind is Mike Tomlin and people don't, he's never had a losing season in what, like 15 years. Well, how many times has he went up against the, you know, the, you know, Patriots or had to go against the Ravens where you got Well, he, he can't get the Super Bowl without going through Belichick. Right. Or, and you can't go to get the Super Bowl without playing Baltimore. Or Tom for three, Brady. Or, yeah. Tom or Baltimore for three times right. a year. So, or, and then right. you got the chiefs. So, you know, I think it's all subjective. As you know, some guys in there definitely aren't in the top ten, in my opinion, well, or the top who's twenty. Who's your number two? So Saban's Saban's probably, everybody's I would say, one. Who's your? I'm not a. I'm not. I would probably if I had, <clears throat> the easiest choice would be Dabo because he's got what two national titles. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That'd be easier. He's kind of Rico. He's Saban's kinda, your one. Who's your number two? So let's say Saban's off the table, mm-hmm. and you could have any coach in America. Who do you take? Dabo. You t- you. You can take all the dabble stuff with you, though. Oh no! Well, then I got to change. My <laughs> I mean, like you got to take go, all I'm the dabble. Going, stuff. I'm just going off yes. of that list. Well, no, I'm, I want your opinion. So I'll ask yes. the text line this. So text line four two four six four five six eight five. Start him and text line. If so, Saban's number one. Who's it's your program? You're now the new athletic director. I mean, it's the only other guy with net, with currently coaching right, with multiple has, national titles right so that's what i'm saying that's the heart that's it i you i mean you, you with all the stuff that he has all the baggage that he has with him and all of the weirdness that comes with him i mean he's still a multiple time national champion head coach so then who's number three 
Because it's, it's all in what your criteria is. Then it's whatever well, you want. I keep asking you what you want. Kirby Smart has a national title. I mean, who, you go who, with Rico, who do, you, who do I want? So Urban and Dabo are off the table. You now get in the, in the, in the coach's draft. You're up. You can pick anybody you want to run your program. I'm stuck between two names. Okay. One is unproven. One is proven. Okay. Kirby Smart and Lincoln Riley. Okay, and you're not wrong. Again, it's yeah, yours not, to yeah. do. Jay? Well, if you're going proven or unproven, um, I would probably go I'll go Ryan Day and then Scott Frost because I like where Nebraska's at, right? But obviously the record isn't – I don't like the record. Mm-hmm. So if you're going proven and unproven, a guy that I want leading my program, when you got the two kind of stalwarts out of there, right, those two – is is I'm looking at where they've been successful now, right? Mm-hmm. Ohio State's been they've only lost one Big Ten. He's only lost one one Big Ten game, right? I think so. Something and that like was that. just like last year. Mm-hmm. So to Michigan. So so then you got to so then that's it. And then he's also shown the ability to replace a I guess a quote not one I guess Urban the legend, you know the Urban back then, <laughs> you know the one we got now who knows but uh, you know the program I mean it's a lot of, and then he's able to sustain it so I would assume that he's on the cusp of like kind of where Dabo took Clemson two national titles and then somebody that you think can ideally possibly maybe get to where you'd like to see think Nebraska can get to where Ohio State is now. On the cusp of greatness, then you say like then you know. Scott let's Frost. remove. Let, so I'm going to do two part this. Mm-hmm. One part is that if you're hiring for Nebraska. Second part is if you're not hiring for Nebraska. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items like <gasps> Dave single with a ten piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Like, I know. Yeah, I mean, those are my answers. Ain't changing. I, okay. Kirby Smart and Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Still, I both of them would fit. I think both yeah. of them would do really well at Nebraska. Yeah, my Lincoln Riley would yeah. kind of have the the type of offense that Scott Frost is trying to build, and Kirby Smart would go back to the offense and defense that Nebraska fans love so much from the 90s. Er, Nick Milkman says Urban Meyer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you're removing the stuff, right, if you're just talking about coaching and and results. Okay, if you just take straight coaching and results of over his career, Urban Meyer is higher than Dabo Sweeney. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a reason why up until he kind of messed himself up for the USC job, it was always a foregone conclusion even during his football, during the NFL season, they were like, oh, he's trying to get fired so he can mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. the USC job. It was you, it's, People it's, were just waiting for the, the quote-unquote health episode right. for him to leave for USC. Right. Eric says, <laughs> yeah, Eric says <laughs> that he would take Dabo 2, Riley 3, Smart 4. The Milkman said Brian Kelly number 3. And for me, Brian Kelly and Jimbo Fisher are in that gray area where they're really good coaches, but they just can't seem to get over the hump. Yeah, well, Jimbo's been over the hump. Jay, I got one for you. Who? I got one for you. I'm going to read this text. This is from a texter. Ellison Lincoln. Uh, Ellison, <laughs> Illinois. He says, I think there must be something wrong with the stream because I think I just heard Jay say he would draft Scott Frost second. Uh, that that's is so said, outlandish. Though. That's not what I said. I said because Rico did a proven coach and an unproven right. coach. Mm-hmm. So, right. a proven, my proven that's coach. That's why I, I, right. I My proven coach is Ryan Day. 
because the two easy easiest choices is Saban and Dabo are gone, uh-huh. and then the unproven coach is the guy we got. I, I think for me, when you look at coaching at how we talk about coaching, that we have to remember there's not like we're not ex- we're not holding anybody to a great ex- expectation. No, and and see, here's what <laughs> here's what I, you know. Nebraska fans or people actually, it's not even Nebraska fans. This is people just across America in, in these. You know, you used to think that the athletic director, this is solely his job, is to hire the coach. Well, obviously, as it's not like concrete, but it's the the I guess the unknown. It's the known unknown that there's a lot of other entities that go that help or push you into hiring a basketball coach, football coach, is that people are bypassing the biggest part of being a successful head coach. You get, And here's what I mean is they're, they're looking at what's on paper versus what's right in front of them. You have to study the person before you get – you get what I'm saying? So the coach that you might hire at the University of Oklahoma or Iowa State – is different than the coach you might hire at USC, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of the day, in order to be successful, doesn't matter if you're at the University of Idaho, USC, Iowa State, Arizona, you got to get the right person um, and, and study who the person is first. Um, and that's where I think a lot of – I always go back to Tennessee because one of my best friends and another guy that I played uh, with and know really well, Terry Ferry, works – um closely with the program or with Tennessee is is that you know we kind of already been in lock and step to where coach Osborne retired they kind of pushed Phil Fulmer out two years after getting to the title game or SEC title game it wasn't good enough and kind of been in a tailspin ever since right not and you've had a couple upticks in years and obviously um same with Tennessee is that we talk about it you know all the time is like I remember the conversation with him and he was talking about how fans were calling in and Philip former two years after going to the SEC title game, and he was having a little bit of down year. People were calling in, blowing, we need a new coach. He's, he's past his time, X, Y, and Z. And I said, dude, we did this to Frank. It's not as easy as you think. It's not as easy as to win, to win back when either we were in college, either even previous before us or in a little bit after us. It's, it's, it's just not – and what he's done over his career, you just can't throw in the garbage based on having a down year. And, you know, at that point in time, everybody was, you know, thinking it wasn't good enough. And I remember two years later, he was like, dude, I understand what you're talking about. So, again. Well, that, that was kind of why I said we have to wait. At, you got to wait. You, you got to let, you gotta let it play out. Yeah. Because where we would have put Fulmer in the conversation, guys like R.C. Slocum, there's a bunch yeah. of guys that if you caught them in a vacuum at that moment, you'd cast the legacy aside and say, this is who they are forever and ever and ever. But the reality is we don't even talk about Fulmer. And think about the run that what he – Right, what he's not. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of coaches like that that are kind of get pushed. Push, it's kind of like the NFL Hall of Fame. These, these present-day guys that are putting up stupid numbers because the rules have changed versus guys that had to deal with Mel Blunt and, and you couldn't get off a line of scrimmage and, and you're getting your head taken off by Donnie Shell versus, you know, you, you got to play two-hand touch. It's no different than, you know, Philip Fulmer, um, 
you know, whether it's Coach Osborne, whether it's R.C. Slocum, um, whether it's even like, you know, Barry Switzer or anybody like that, everybody's focusing on well, the president. Remember, remember how hot we were on Bob Stoops? Yeah, Bob Stoops. Like Stoops, um, had, Stoops could have Stoops could have said anything, and everybody would thought it was it was football gospel, right? The you know the Youngstown captain, you know, and so that and then everybody was trying to go get a coach from Youngstown mm-hmm. because they felt like they had the market cornered on how they either gr- grew up or were trained to coach versus everybody else, and it seemed like every time you you turned around, there was a Stoops brother that was a defensive coordinator or getting a job somewhere else, and then they were up for said jobs, so and forth and so on. And so, yeah, you got to let it play out. But I think that I think a lot of decision makers are bypassing the the person. This is not even just I'm talking about not even head head coach, even down to assistants, because when you're going to recruit kids or talking to donors, you you know, that's the person that you got to be represent. So you got to understand or try to get a better hold of why they're doing it, how they potentially could react to success or a big fat paycheck, and you have to have that intel from prior. You got so if you have a playbook on somebody from prior, or you could talk to and see maybe like Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Okay, see how he was at the Raiders. You saw him at USC and Tennessee and Florida Atlantic. You even saw him as an assistant coach when he was at Alabama. Okay, you're the offensive coordinator on a rehab project in Alabama. Nick Saban is gracious enough to bring you in, probably as a favor to your dad, so you continue can continue along the process of potentially being a head coach again. And you're holed up at a bar, hammered, with a Alabama sweatshirt, a, a team issue sweatshirt on. <laughs> okay, hammered. During, and it was like in the middle of the day. Yep. So you must have just left the stadium or your house and put yourself at jeopardy, and then. Some and essentially Nick Saban, you didn't have a choice. He kind of nudged you nicely to that Florida Atlanta job. Now he got it back together and had some stuff, and now here you are at Ole Miss, which hopefully is kind of been a wake up call because it's off the beaten path, and the expectations at Ole Miss is a lot different than even expectations even at Tennessee, obviously at Alabama, Georgia, and stuff like that. So this is actually a perfect situation for you, where you have a huge talent pool. Um, and you you know you're not expected to be in the SEC SEC championship game. You're just not expected to go five and seven or six and six. I I just think when we look at numbers and you just say there's an expectation people throw around nine ten wins as though it's happening all the time for everybody else. Well, the reality is no, it doesn't happen for everybody else. It's hard to do winning. I don't think people understand winning just one football game. One, I don't care who you're playing against, whether it's Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia Southern, Oklahoma, it's all the same. The, it, to win one football game and to have things bounce your way or actually have things not bounce anybody's way, you, that you can just go out there and play football without any ref and or crew that's totally one-sided or weather or anything like there's a lot of things that go into it. It's the hard work by the coaches, administrators, people, all that stuff. And then you're at, then you're over there on, I wouldn't say pins and needles, but you're hoping that everything that you practice during the week and that you preach to them even pre- before that week, that they take and perform in front of 90,000 people. That, 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 them bright lights changes right. a whole, it makes a whole lot of people it forgetful. Goes, yeah, you go it from, makes a whole lot of people forgetful. Right. You go from a person that I hear you and listen, I'm doing everything right, right during the week. Come Saturday, it becomes my time. And you ask him, what, 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 do, what do we do in this situation? 
Oh, we do this. So okay, why'd you do that? I don't know. Well, they know. They just wanted to do it their way. Yeah. It so. seemed like a good idea at the yeah, time. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, there. Uh, like I said, it's going to be an interesting day. Lots to talk about Oklahoma doing their thing. Steph Curry, we we're paying attention to his foot. Uh, the Phillies are on a run. Uh, the, the Angels finally get a win. Hooray. It took an exceptional performance they by Otani. They finally got to 28. Otani. <laughs> Lots to talk about. And today, College World Series baseball starts. We'll cover all that. But first, Rico, tell us what's up. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 